As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. Welcome to another episode of the Engineer Your Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. James Bryant, your guide to winning at work and at home. We are continuing our discussion on winning the workforce war. The past episodes that were in this series that we've talked about so far in episode 133, we discussed what employees really want. In episode 134, we talked about building a winning company culture. In 135, we really dove into the power of values and the power that they have in shaping and fostering your culture for growth. And today, our focus is on maximizing potential through personal and professional development. So I just want to cue up today's episode during this intro and just lay the groundwork or the framework of what we're going to be talking about today. So in our careers, and in our personal lives, growth is a continuous journey that never really ends. It's about constantly seeking to improve ourselves, to expand our knowledge and our skills, and to step confidently into the challenges and opportunities that lie ahead. But to truly maximize our potential, we need a roadmap, a strategy that not only outlines where we want to go, but also how we plan to get there. We're going to explore how identifying developmental needs, creating individual growth plans, and measuring and creating growth can transform the trajectory of your career and your personal life. It can transform the trajectory of your employees' career and their personal lives. So here are three key ideals or concepts that we are going to talk about today. Number one is identifying developmental needs. This is all about understanding where your employees are right now, where they want to go, or as I like to say it, where they want to grow. We're also going to explore the skills or knowledge that they need to get there. We'll talk about how to work collaboratively with your employees to pinpoint both personal and professional goals that align with their career aspirations and the strategic objectives of your company. The second point that we are going to address or talk about is this concept of creating individual growth plans. So how do you turn those identified needs into an actionable roadmap? Although this is called an individual growth plan, this is something that is eventually developed jointly with your employee. It involves setting clear, measurable objectives and timelines. And it might include mentorship programs, training opportunities, or even some stretch assignments that's all designed to push them out of their comfort zone because the growth in the person that they need to be or need to become or want to become is often on the other side of that comfort zone. And then the third point that we're going to address is measuring and celebrating growth. To me, this is a crucial step that often gets overlooked. It's not just about reaching your goals, but also recognizing the progress that is being made along the way. Regular check-ins and celebrations are key to maintaining motivation and demonstrating the company's commitment to its most 
valuable asset, and that is its employees. So by the end of today's episode, you have a clear understanding of how these three components work together, not only to drive personal and professional development, but also how they can contribute to the overall success of your organization, the overall success of your company and your team. So whether you're an employee looking to elevate your career or a leader aiming to foster a culture of continuous growth and development, today's insights will help equip you with the tools and strategies you need to succeed and is a key factor in winning the workforce war. So let's talk about identifying development needs. This is the cornerstone of any growth plan serving both individuals that are looking to advance their careers and organizations aiming to foster a culture of continuous improvement. It really is to identify the developmental needs of your team. So this applies to both organizations, how you develop your employees, as well as individuals in how you want to develop yourself. So this is not just about pinpointing areas of improvement or things that you are not doing correct. It's just not about that. It's about having a greater level of awareness. So for employees, it's about understanding ourselves better, recognizing your strengths and aligning your aspirations with tangible goals. For employers, it is about partnering with your team members, your employees, and providing the necessary tools to identify and address development needs. This step really requires a blend of self-reflection, feedback, and strategic planning to ensure that the development efforts are both meaningful and aligned with the long-term objectives of both the person and the organization. Let's start with an understanding of what development needs actually entails. And so they can be broadly characterized into personal and your professional needs. So your personal development might focus on enhancing soft skills, such as emotional intelligence, your leadership qualities, or effective communication. On the other hand, professional development may be more about acquiring or honing job-specific skills, technical knowledge, or qualifications necessary for your career advancement. The goal is to create a more balanced approach to development ensuring the creation of better professionals that and making sure that you have a well-rounded workforce. And it's not that the communication skills, the soft skills will actually be needed to help you continue to progress in your career if you want to move from being a technical expert to management and leadership. Those soft skills are crucial. I often will say that as you improve your soft skills and your ability to communicate in your personal life or those areas that we've highlighted that would be part of that personal development, that improvement will show up in your professional life. Just as if you improve your ability to manage projects and to manage your time professionally, that will also be reflected in some of the approaches that you may take in your personal life. One effective strategy for identifying these needs is some type of self-assessment. So this may be, it might involve taking a good hard look at your current skills, your interests, and your values. Tools like the personality assessments, 
skills assessments, self-reflection exercises, and really offer valuable insights into those areas where we excel in those that are requiring attention. I did, we did an episode just in terms of looking at assessments in terms of your leadership. We talked about the DISC assessment a little bit there and just its ability to help you become a better communicator. And that would be reflected of what you were doing personally and what you're doing professionally. If you're interested in exploring any of these assessments, any of the things that we talk about during the show, you can use the link in the show notes to drop me a note, or you can send me an email at james at engineeryoursuccessnow.com to explore any of these topics in more detail. The self-assessment that it works best when you don't do them necessarily in isolation. So you're looking for feedback from others, whether it's your supervisors, your subordinate, people that can provide a different perspective because we all have blind spots and you want that perspective to be able to highlight your strengths, your weaknesses, things that we might not be aware of. And in terms of constructive criticism, if someone points out something or an area where you can improve, I want you to thank them. I do. I really want you to thank them because they're pointing out things that you may not see. Now, sometimes people are, they're presenting the information, maybe not in the best way, but you still thank them for being able to see what are some things that you can work on to continue to improve your development. When you're thinking about planning out your career, you, know, you want to have discussions with mentors or managers. They can reveal opportunities within the organization that may be aligned with your aspirations that in those aspirations and alignment can further develop your efforts. Comparing your current skill set against the requirements of the desired roles that you want can also show you a path that you need to take in identifying specific areas for improvement. One of the things that we talked about in episode 133, what employees really want, is really being able to see organizationally where are those growth opportunities. So when you have that org chart, when you have those areas where people can see themselves evolving and growing in your company, that's one of the things that can be key in winning this war on workforce. But once you've identified those development needs, then you would move into the area where you're setting smart goals. Smart goals. So these are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound objectives that transform vague aspirations into actionable steps. For instance, if you want to work on improving public speaking, a smart objective may be to attend a workshop within three months and deliver at least two presentations with positive feedback by the end of the quarter. However, identifying development needs is not without its challenges, right? We've talked a little bit about this lack of self-awareness, the difficulty in receiving and interpreting feedback and unclear career paths can hinder this process, but overcoming these obstacles might require seeking external support such as an executive coach like myself, utilizing some type of structured assessment tool or engaging more deeply with organizational and career development resources. But incorporating identified development needs into a comprehensive growth plan, that's the next step. So th that plan should prioritize the needs based on the relevance and urgency, mapping out a clear route from where you are right now to where you want to be. It might involve targeting specific skills, seeking mentorship, or pursuing some learning opportunities. 
all of these are steps on the journey towards your ultimate career and personal goals. And if you are an employee, you are looking to continue to keep your, if you're an employer, you're looking to keep your employees engaged. So now we're going to talk about creating individual growth plans. A well-crafted growth plan is not just a blueprint for your future. It's a commitment to yourself, a declaration of your aspirations and a map guiding you towards you achieving your full potential, both personally and professionally. So understanding the components of an effective growth plan really helps to set the stage for what you're looking for. So you want to have clear, measurable objectives. These aren't vague ambitions. Get better at my job, but specific goals such as improve my project management skills and lead a major project within the next year. Each goal should be tangible, quantifiable, allowing you to clearly see your progress. Alongside setting clear goals, it's vital to establish a realistic timeline for achievement. This involves understanding the scope of each goal and breaking it down into manageable milestones, ensuring that progress can be tracked and maintained. The heart of your growth plan lies in the action steps that you outline. So these steps break down the journey towards each goal into smaller, actionable tasks. For example, if your goal is to improve your project management skills, one action step could be to complete a certification course in project management within the next six months. Identifying the resources that you need is another critical component. Whether it's enrolling in the online course, finding a mentor, or accessing a specific books or materials, understanding what you need and how you get it is crucial for your plan's success. And finally, I would say incorporating a feedback and adjustment mechanism really ensures that your plan remains flexible and responsive to your progress. Regular check-ins and assessments allow you to recalibrate your actions based on what's working and what isn't. Creating an action plan, you know, kind of when I think about this as a step-by-step approach, it really begins with your self-reflection. Consider your strengths, areas for improvement, your career aspirations, and how these align with your personal values and the needs of your organization. This reflection really forms the basis or the foundation for your goals. Next, what I would encourage you to do is to identify the resources that will best support your development in those areas where you've identified that there are some need. You want to look and see what are the resources that can help you improve in that area. So again, it might mean talking to your colleagues, doing some research online, finding a mentor. You could look at the area where you want to improve and go to ChatGPT or BART or any of the large language model AI tools that can just help you brainstorm about some possible steps that you can take to close the knowledge gap or to to the steps that you can take to identify what those resources are. Then once you have that, you begin to draft your plan. Start by listing your goals, then detail the action steps required to achieve each one, complete with timelines and resource lists. This is your draft or your initial roadmap, but it's not set in stone. We talked about making sure that you have some kind of a feedback mechanism. 
So seeking feedback on your draft plan is an invaluable step. You can ask a mentor, a supervisor, or a peer that can offer insights that you might have overlooked and then have some suggestions for some practical adjustments that you can make to your plan. If you are the employee, this may be something that you want to talk to your supervisor about. Uh, if you are the supervisor or if this is your company and you're thinking about how are you going to continue to manage and improve performance, this may be something that you begin to integrate into your process, being able to identify those personal professional gaps in terms of aspirations, what the skills are, and what are the resources required? Because some of those resources, you as the business owner are going to want to invest in your employee to close that gap. So then when you think about implementing your growth plan, it's really about putting your plan in action. This is going to require discipline and commitment. You're going to have to schedule regular times to review your progress, adjust your plan as necessarily, and most importantly, celebrate your achievements along the way. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment. But the journey is just as important as the destination. Now, there are going to be some challenges that you're going to overcome, whether it's in developing the initial plan. I don't know what to put. I don't know how to adjust it. It doesn't matter that it's not perfect the first time that you do it. But I would encourage you to do it nonetheless. Whether you're thinking it's your time constraints, whether it's you're gonna have motivational dips or just unforeseen circumstances are gonna come up. But overcoming these challenges might require you to adjust your timelines. You might have to seek additional support or even revise your goals but really you're looking for flexibility and persistence because those are the things that are going to be your allies. When it comes to measuring progress, those recurring regular check-ins are crucial because they allow you to evaluate your progress towards your goals, to understand most importantly, what is working and what is not working. And it allows you to identify the areas where you do need adjustments. So whether you're looking to have those check-ins be weekly, monthly, quarterly, those reviews are pivotal to reflect, reassess, and re-energize your commitment to your development. Celebrate the wins and learn from the losses. That was an early segment that I used to incorporate into the podcast episodes, and it's just reinforcing the whole concept that you do want to celebrate your wins. In those times where you fall short, you want to be able to learn from those times. But one thing is for sure, you cannot celebrate your wins or learn from your losses if you do not keep track of your progress. So when it comes to measuring or celebrating your growth in terms of the it's essential part of your success, I, mean, I think it's essential to measure that growth both as an individual to keep track of where you are and again, we'll, to make the adjustments as well as in organization, both in both cases, you are looking to see how successful is the program that you are implementing. Because measuring growth is more than just ticking off goals on a checklist. It's about objectively assessing how far you've come and what you've achieved. It provides a clear picture of the effectiveness of your development strategies, and it highlights areas that might need more focus or a different approach. 
We talked earlier about the importance of feedback and measurement and how it acts as a critical feedback mechanism. Offering insights that can help you refine your growth plan and tailor your efforts more precisely towards your goals. So let's talk a little bit about how you can measure growth effectively. There are a few tools that are out here at your disposal. None of these are rocket science tools. One would be the, just the performance management process if you are in a corporation. Particularly when I think about that for professional growth, you're looking for those quantifiable metrics such as project completions, maybe your sales figures or proficiency levels in a certain skill. Those things can provide clear indicators of progress. So these metrics should be specific, measurable, and directly tied to the goals in your growth plan. Another tool that you can use is self-reflection and journaling. And this is on the personal development front, but it can also open up to some areas on the professional development front, at least in terms of being able to track your progress. This is more of a qualitative assessment, but it can offer deep insights into your growth journey, what you've been thinking, what you've been experiencing, the areas of growth, because those practices really help you capture your experiences, your challenges, and the things that you've overcome and the personal insights gained along the way, providing a more nuanced view of your development. I've said this in the past, but the one thing that you take with you in terms of the challenges that you face, in terms of the experiences that you have, is the improved you or the you that are a result of those challenges and circumstances. So as you push past your comfort zone, as you build out your strength, that strengthened you is the version of you that's showing up in the future. Another way for you to get feedback, and this will be the third tool, is some type of a 360 review. So you're incorporating feedback from peers, supervisors, and subordinates because you want to get a holistic view of your growth, highlighting those areas of success, but also those that need improvement. The 360 approach is comprehensive and it really can be invaluable in adjusting your development strategy to be more effective because you're looking at these different aspects of how you show up at work or how you show up in life. Achievement, recognition, so being able to set those milestones and recognize your achievements, that's crucial as well. You want to be able to celebrate once you hit those milestones. So whether it's the completion of a challenging project, mastering a new skill, or reaching a personal development goal, each milestone does deserve recognition. There is a role that celebration or celebrating plays in motivation. It has a psychological effect. It not only boosts your motivation and self-esteem, but it also reinforces the positive behavior that led to the achievement. So celebrations make the hard work feel worthwhile. And it reminds us of the progress that we're making towards our larger goal. Those celebrations keep the journey exciting and ensure that motivation remains high. Just as with any aspect of this, there are some challenges that you may face when you are trying in this phase. So there may be times when progress feels slow or that the metrics might not reflect the hard work that you put in. So during these times, it's essential to maintain perspective. 
You want to focus on the long-term view and adjust your strategies as needed. Remember, every step forward, no matter how small, is a step toward your ultimate goal. As we wrap up today's episode on maximizing potential through personal and professional development, I want to leave you with some action steps that you can take, whether you are an employee or an employer. So these steps are designed to help you implement the strategies that we've discussed and to start making real progress towards personal and professional growth. Action steps for employees. Step number one is reflect on your goals. Take some time to think about your personal and professional aspirations. What skills do you need to develop to reach those goals? Start writing these down and prioritize them based on their importance and relevance to your career path, to the vision that you have for the future of your life. Step number two is initiate conversation. So don't wait for your annual review to discuss your development needs with your manager or with your supervisor. Schedule a meeting to discuss your aspirations and explore how they align with your company's objectives. Be proactive in seeking feedback and guidance. Step number three is to create your growth plan. Based on your goals and the feedback from your manager, start drafting your individual growth plan. Set smart goals and specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound goals and outline the steps you need to take to achieve them, including any training or mentorship that you may need. Step number four is track your progress, keep a journal or a digital log of your progress towards your goal celebrating the small wins along the way and adjusting your plan as needed. This will help you stay motivated and focused. And step number five is share your achievements. Don't be, don't shy away from sharing your progress and achievements with your manager and your peers. It can open up opportunities for further growth and further development. Action steps for employers. Step number one has to do with some of the things we've been talking about the past few weeks. You want to foster a culture of growth and encourage an environment where personal and professional development are valued and supported. Make it clear that the company invests in the growth of its employees because it believes in their potential. Step number two is provide resources and opportunities. Ensure that employees have access to the resources they need to pursue their growth plan. Whether it's time off for learning, access to courses and training, or opportunities for those stretch assignments. Step number three for employers is to implement regular check-ins. So set up a system for regular check-ins with employees to discuss their progress, challenges, and adjustments to their growth plan. This demonstrates your commitment to their development and provides valuable feedback. Step number four is celebrate success. Recognize and celebrate achievements, both big and small. This could be through public acknowledgement through some of your meetings, or it could simply be a personal note of congratulations. Uh, different employees may prefer different approaches, but you can work to find the approach that works best for your team. And step number five is lead by example. Show your own commitment to personal and professional development by doing it yourself and then share your growth journey with your team, um, the challenges that you faced and how you've overcome them. Leading by example is a very powerful uh, inspiration, very powerful step that you can take to help move your organization forward. 
Uh, next week, we're going to talk about adapting your leadership strategies for this evolving workforce and really just strategies for a future ready leadership as we conclude our series on winning the workforce war. I want to end this podcast episode like I end every podcast episode, and that's this. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. And there's a select group of people that actually follow through, do it, and are achieving the life of their dreams. I want you to be part of that select few. I want you to be great this week. This is Dr. James Bryant, your guide to winning at work and at home. Bye. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life. And it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.